brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. To another edition of Bro Talk Live, the best show on the internet for you by us. Bro Talk, we're always on the market, your man Jason in the director's seat as usual. Uh, very tough time making this show today. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Um, it's it's been hard, but you know we're going to get through it, and um, we're here to give you the news and here to tell you what's going on so that everyone can be informed. Let's get it over to my main man Dex. What up, bro? Dexter Stucky here. Look, I'm super excited to be here. Like Jason said, obviously this isn't normal circumstances things are different now but i think that if you guys bear with us for the next hour and dealing with these guys maybe hour and a half because they like to do a lot of this you're going to laugh you're going to take your mind off everything else that's going on and i want to say something else really quickly um look if you guys have watched this show you know like how i am and who i am and what i speak about and whatever i said like i mean it and i'm passionate about it and i just want to say a quick apology to Colin Kaepernick. I think that I was completely wrong what? when I was, yeah, it was wrong. My criticism of Colin Kaepernick obviously was wrong because I'm looking at it. He's doing the kneeling, the peaceful protests or whatever. And people, I do still think he should have been more vocal, but like what he did, I just think that, I mean, look at people now, they're doing the kneels and stuff like that. Cops are doing the kneels and it's like, well, he did the same thing and you guys fired him for it. Now let's move on from that. I mean, also, I want to say like, look, the quarantine period is almost over maybe because it's going to get extended <laughs> but look people need to get haircuts and us over here at bro talk live we understand that so if you you as a bro or if you're somebody who has a, a boyfriend or you know significant other my father whatever we're giving that way a haircut so if, if you want to get your significant other the bro in your life the male in your life a haircut we're going to announce a contest tomorrow on social media and you guys should definitely participate we'll announce the winner Probably next week, next Tuesday during the show. All right. Someone probably will know is uh, Tadagat. Oh, Tad, oh, you okay? That wasn't me. That was definitely you. No, I don't have. I don't make mistakes on my side. Okay. Well, how you doing? I'm. I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> That's all you gonna give us? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Um, good to hear from you. Uh, Bill, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Um, I, I'm going to start by saying, Dex, can we enter that contest? Also? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I need a haircut. Um, but seriously, on like a serious note, um, I just, I, I thank God for life. I thank God for health and I thank God for strength. Like those are things that are taken for granted, um, especially with, and the people say, especially like with the state of things, um, the way the way things are now, it's interesting because it's kind of the way things have always been for us. Um, but I just thank God for life, health, and strength. I'm here. All right. Um, this this is the episode um, Taylor made for Bill. I got I, I forgot. I have to um, plug my uh, subs- my uh, my free product today. Uh, that? and, and that's uh, my hoodie. Um, that's done by In the Clouds. Um, so you all can go ahead over to In the Clouds on Instagram and. Get your uh, get your hoodies, your t-shirts. Did you pay for it? Thank you, Jason. Now let's move on. <laughs> can you just send us a free one too? Remember when I was the one on the show getting sponsorships and stuff? Now I don't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Dex. Come on. Dex paved the way. 
once uh, everything's over and you start cutting that hair again, the sponsors will start rolling back in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope Pioneer. I hope Pioneer. Um, Bill, this is an episode that's kind of tailor-made for you to go off for 60 continuous minutes. Um, <laughs> we may break a record for the most slurs made against white people in this episode. So, I am um, for the whites. Everybody buckle up um, and get ready for Hide. Um, sorry, my, my computer's doing a dex this week for whatever reason. <laughs> Not really a huge fan about it, but um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see if we can get it on screen now. There we go. All right. Um, the protest as we now in the first full day under the People's Republic of America. Uh, <laughs> as it's turned into right. Oh, <laughs> people have uh, across the country are still going out in droves, um, making their point known by marching, protesting, destroying, and standing against. The police. This is day eight of the protests following the killing of George Floyd. The cop who killed um, Floyd has been arrested and charged with third degree murder. But the surrounding officers seemingly seemingly have been forgotten by the prosecutors, which is why Washington, D.C. looked like this on Sunday night um, in the middle of a pandemic is also why Trump threatened to shoot looters before retreating to a secret, a secret hideaway bunker in the bottom of the White House that no one ever knew existed. Um, it's also uh, why he decided to make these statements yesterday evening. What happened in the city last night was a total disgrace. As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers to stop the rioting, looting, vandalism, assaults, and the wanton destruction of property. I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa and others who are leading instigators of this violence. So yeah, uh, that was that. Uh, after threatening to go to war with citizens of a nation he swore to protect, um, he then ordered his personal security detail, aka the U.S. Uh, National Guard, to sweep away hundreds of pe- peaceful protesters that were in the area and pepper spray and hit them with rubber bullets so that he can hold a Bible up in front of a church that he's never even attended. It's ridiculous.
It's crazy. So although we can't depend on anyone in the White House to understand how 400 years of brutality would cause people to riot, um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo seems to be the only person in the government that gets it. It is a continuum of cases and situations that have been going on for decades and decades and decades. These are just chapters in a book. And the title of the book is Continuing Injustice and Inequality in America. And these are just chapters. The chapter started modern day Rodney King in Los Angeles. 1991, Abner Lawima in New York, 1997, Amadou Diallo in New York, 1999, Sean Bell in New York, 2006, Oscar Grant, Oakland, California, 2009, Eric Garner, New York City, 2014, Michael Brown, Missouri, 2014, Laquan McDonald, Chicago, 2014, Freddie Gray, Baltimore, 2015, Antoine Rose, Pittsburgh, 2018, Ahmad Aubrey in Georgia, 2020, Breonna Taylor in Kentucky, 2020, George Floyd in Minneapolis, 2020. That's, that's why the outrage. Simple, simple. Um, a lot of the video footage over the past week has been uncomfortable and um, outright racist. Um, some of the videos that you've seen on Facebook uh, that make you super uncomfortable, um, you really don't know what to, to do with a lot of them, including uh, this video that included the wrong people getting arrested. They're trying to flag them down. <laughs> We're trying to flag down the cops. Oh. Hold on, let me flag them back here. They're driving past us. Oh. Stop. It just goes to show right, you perhaps well, how overwhelmed the police department is right now. This is one of They the have gone up and down the street. Uh, at least, okay, they're turning around. There they come. There they come. I, they just saw me. In, in three days of surreal moments on TV, this is one of the most surreal moments we've seen. Uh, what is underway right. right now in Van Nuys. All right, so here come the police officers They're to help to these community members. The guys on the other side are in cars. All right, here they come. The guys here are trying to stop over there from looting in the cars. All right, now they're telling them. No, no, they're no, fine. They're good. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. no. Whoa. Oh, my God. Joe, Joe, to your right. Come on. He's with us. He's with us. Sir, they're... Okay, sir. Sir? They're the store owners. They were protecting the looters, sir. Whoa. They're protecting the store. The looters are over there. Down for a sec, please. Yeah, relax. You're losing your looters. We're taking them that way. These are the people at the store Which trying one? to stop. Point, point. All three of them. Okay, the, we're putting those in handcuffs right now. You know, no, no, no. no. The looters. One person talk. Where's okay. the looter? Where's He's, the looter? Where's the looter? Where's they're they're helps protecting this building. Okay. Where'd the looter go? They were that way. Okay, description. Uh, Black, white, Asian. African Americans. Okay. They're in a gray vehicle. 
Well, the other gray vehicle is parked in front of the Buy Gold store. A group of six of them. Six. We have video. African. You talk to me. Okay. Okay. They have nothing. Talk to my partner, please. They have nothing to do. Okay. I need you to relax and tell me. Okay. These people were protecting the store. I don't care about them. The looters that walked away. Looters that walked away. Which way did they go? Your officers are following them. They went south. Okay. Car. What kind? Gray colored. That's what he said. He said, I don't care about them. Like, you heard that, right? I don't care about them. When she tried to ask, uh, tell them about those people not being right, he said, I don't care about them. It's ridiculous. Um, that wasn't nearly as bad as this situation that happened in Atlanta when people ended up getting dragged out of, actually, I don't even have that video ready of their own car, and I'm glad I don't have that video, but the Spellman and Morehouse couple got dragged out of their car by police. It was ridiculous. Um, they're going to have a lawsuit on their hands um, with that as well. Uh, a lot of the media likes for you to see a lot of the bad, but they don't they weren't showing a lot of peaceful demonstrations like this protest. Um, I think it's in the middle of New York. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Stop shooting black people. Um, and it's, it's an argument. It's, it's, it's a debate whether or not we should stop killing black people, apparently, in America. Whatever. Um, mainstream media is, is telling you a lot about all of the people who have been arrested over the past week um, in regards to all of this. Um, it's been 7,200 people so far. 7,200. That's ridiculous. 7,200 people have been arrested since all of this has happened all for four cops four cops this could be avoided you you didn't have to lock up 73 or 7200 people if you had just arrested and charged four people when it happened yeah four I people agree. that's all it took yeah i i, I think that I think one of the biggest things, the biggest conversations that come up now was like the looting and like, oh, my God, I can't believe like the country's in this. And I think it goes back to what Will said is that it's only four people that were guilty here. I think those four people were taken out. Like we wouldn't have this issue. Like and then day by day, like today's the seventh or eighth day of protesting in some places. And it's one of those situations where it's like this didn't have to happen after the first day of protesting. And it's like and it's like, oh, my God, they did this. They did that. Like, why did you let that continue? And it's almost like from a government perspective, like you guys are OK with this. Like you you want this to continue. And you keep seeing these these mayors and these governors jump on television. And they say, like, guys, please stop. Please be peaceful. Just in the third. You're giving people opportunity. And if you really think about it, like people have been locked in their homes for months at this point. People have lost their jobs. There are some people who weren't even really affected by Corona as far as finances because they never had them to begin with. These people oftentimes are very desperate. These people oftentimes are very poor, living paycheck to paycheck, and you've thrown them an opportunity to loot and steal. And I'm not saying that the looting and stuff is okay. Like, I won't say, like, I'm okay with going out and seeing, like, broken glass and everything everywhere. But also, it's like, why would you provide this opportunity and continue to provide this opportunity to people to do this? It's, it's sick, it's sad, and I want charges brought, and I want these charges to stick. Because it's one thing to, uh, to arrest and put these officers in jail. It's another thing to throw BS charges at them, and then they, they walk free. Because if that happens, this happens again. Let me yeah. That's one of the things I'm thinking about. 
I'm like, yeah, they arrested the first guy, but if they let these people off on camera, um, after they were on camera doing what they've done, it, it's going to be, um, they, there's going to be way worse than this. And, and the fact that the other people are just like sitting free. And I get that they got fired, but after the real autopsy report came out, like it, it, at the very least, it's time to it's time to arrest these other people. Yeah. I just here's here my issue is I have several issues here. My first opportunity and continue. My first issue is. Nobody had an issue. Wait, hold on. You was playing me back. I was giving them points, wasn't I? You was playing me back. You were. <laughs> My first issue is this: nobody had an issue rioting and looting when it filled up these art museums. Nobody had an issue looting when it filled up these these ancient history museums. Nobody had a problem rioting when it when it was. Christopher Columbus going into a country and killing everybody. Nobody had a problem rioting and burning things down when it was with the Brits and the Boston Tea Party. Nobody had an issue rioting and looting when it was 45 city blocks in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1821, or if if, if it was Central Park and 46 miles of park to move black people out. Nobody had an issue rioting and looting then. Nobody had an issue looting or rioting in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, and the 90s, when the KKK was burning crosses on people's lawns, throwing um, bombs into the churches and killing little girls, spitting on people, uh, people of color, black little girls and boys that were trying to get an education. Nobody had a problem looting and rioting then. Now, all of a sudden, we have an issue with rioting and looting because 465 years have had enough when they peacefully protested, you killed their leaders. Or fired them from their job and then blackballed them from their careers. Like, I, I mean, like, because I because I see the argument that you're making and I totally agree with it. But it, it's even more modern than that. Like people like are saying exactly what you're saying and they're totally right. But it's modern, too. Like it's things that are happening today, like this year, like this and this. Well, I mean, it's like it started. But in the last decade, like things happen. Like, I, and again, Colin Kaepernick is a very perfect example of that. Like, like there's. <laughs> I don't want to say people shouldn't be peaceful, and I don't want to start put that narrative out there. But I mean, like, if people have been asking you to do no, stuff, you no. didn't do it. People, no, people peacefully protest you didn't do it. I gotta but stop that. you. I have to stop you because people out here calling for peace because, as my grandmother said, ain't no fun when a rabbit got the gun. We've been trying to be peaceful all this time. Like we literally kneel. I think what the problem is is people are traitors. You're disrespecting other people. Talk for a second. It's okay. No, I'm I'm speaking though. I I think people are. um, The problem is that people are not treating the cause. They're all worried about what happened, what's going on, um, and we want to lose focus on the cause. It's the same thing whenever there is an issue, whenever there's a cancer, whenever there's a problem, like you have to root out the cause of that thing in order to heal it. And it like for you to sit and say, oh, let's be peaceful, like first give us give us what we ask for. Because mm-hmm. if you arrest those officers, m- most of those people are going home. And then you'll be able to root out the few people left who want anarchy and all this other stuff that you're saying. And I'm sure those people are out there, but if you, if you treat the cause, 
if people start to see some type of change, like you can't say, oh, go home and shut up. Um, but you haven't done anything. To, I mean, the, you, you haven't even acknowledged the reason that we're out there and that you haven't done anything to change it. Yeah. And then no one's going to do, no one's going to, like, this is going to continue until we see some change. And this is, I mean, it's crazy. This is not even just America. Like, if you saw the news today, like, people are doing this all over the world. Yeah. And my, a battle buddy of mine made a great point. He said, listen, think about this. This is only like a third of America's population. This ain't even everybody. Because it's not us. We haven't done anything yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, it could get worse. I'd just rather keep it peacefully. I would too. But when you're dealing with an oppressor that keeps you in a socioeconomic construct that stops you from even making the basic amount of money you need to live, like people are more worried about insured buildings and insured material things than the value of life. This is the only country in the world that has decided that a zygote is a full human being with rights, but a black person is not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why we just said that. Remind me of that meme of the insurance companies and how they like with their hands on their head, like, oh shit. By the claim, but um, some of them companies going to shut down for good, which is which is good for me. I know you're right. I'm, I'm fine. It's fine with me. Like, fine with me. Sorry. Um, it is what it is. Like, not that I, 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 I don't like to disagree or agree with how people express their pain. I don't think that's my space. And I think that's our problem. It's like we have to uh, make a decision on whether or not we agree or disagree with how other people, like pe- writing and all and everything else is is and has always been, as William was saying, the language of the oppressed. And so I, I can't say how, how they're going to express things because during those times, there were people who were becoming teachers, people who were trying to become lawyers and doctors and trying to fight it from that angle. But there were also rioting, riots and other things. And I think the combination of all those things are, is what helped us make progress. And that hasn't changed. And so unfortunately, that this is going to keep happening until some real changes start being made. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, we do have some updates um, on the the case uh, that happened with, <laughs> with George Floyd, like the whole point of people marching in the first place. Uh, we have some updates on that case that we would like to tell you about um, as soon as I can get this up on the screen. Um, have you guys been keeping up with the, the actual case? Jason, like CNN is my new like TV show. Like I don't change if it's not CNN, it's news here and there. Like my TVs are stuck on those stations. Like that's all I watch. Next day again, what's your stations? CNN and sometimes. Well, as you know, um, an independent autopsy yesterday ruled that George Floyd died from asphyxiation from pressure to his back and his neck. The autopsy directly contradicted the initial autopsy done by the Minneapolis police, who initially said that he died from pre-existing health conditions and drugs, which was very strange. Um, Both have now ruled the death a homicide. uh, They have. (laughs) I think, uh, real quick, real quick, I do think that 
the person who did this first autopsy, they need to be held accountable too. And I think yeah, that absolutely. they were trying to cover something up. And the longer, and this is something that, that that scares me a little bit because right now people are just saying, look, look, we just want y'all to arrest the, the rest of those three officers and give them charges and make them stick, right? But now it's starting to right. trickle. Now it's like, okay, now I want this person arrested too. So like, it's y'all got to do something. Y'all got to move fast because the more people start to get introduced to this, the more angrier we're starting to get. Because I want this person arrested too. Deep this corruption run. And that's the same thing. Like when they were like, oh, they're going to do an autopsy from the very beginning. Um, I'm like, oh, all these people work together. Like, this is my homie. My right. homie killed somebody and I'm, and I'm about to fudge some paperwork for him. Right. Like, yeah. right. The corruption runs so deep that like they shouldn't even allow that coroner's office to do um, autopsies in, in these types of situations. Like, why would they even allow those people to, to come anywhere near them. Like, what choices they have but to change? Oh, all of a sudden, we're we're seeing what the independent people saw. Oh, of course you are. Like, because and you also, damn well you weren't going to be able to defend your autopsy your autopsy in the court of law. You knew you weren't yeah. going to be able to. So you had also, to change it. Also, I'm really nervous right now because I thought I wanted to be in, like, journalism and media and stuff. But now, like, because, you know, when I first saw this first autopsy report, I'm like, oh, that's incorrect. Like, he obviously died from being choked out. So now I feel like I need to go be a coroner or something like that. Like, it's just too much for me. Like, now I have to do a career change because I'm smarter than people who are actually paid to do this. It's crazy. Like, we, like, we on camera what happened. And you're going to put out an autopsy report that directly contradicts what we all saw happen. Yeah. And then, like, exactly. the, the nerve of audacity to me is like, oh, you're just going to put this out and just, like, you're going to try to use this angle in court and say, oh, you have no justification for arresting these people and let them off. Like, you were really going to do that. I guess if the family didn't ask for an independent autopsy, you were just going to try to rock with it. Yep. We'll just go with I this. Hate to, I hate to cut you off, but we um, we were running really behind and just got to go. Uh, also, we found out that Floyd knew his murder, according to Andre Jenkins, VP of the Minneapolis City Council. Floyd and the person who killed him, Chauvin, worked together. Maria Santa Maria, not Maria, sorry, Maya Santa Maria, who used to own the nightclub, says that they both worked security. Um, she says that Chauvin served as an off-duty officer for 17 years mm-hmm. and Floyd worked there for roughly a year. Um, and they knew each other for a fair amount. She says that they might not have known each other, you know, that well. But regardless, they knew of each other. You killed that man because he stole your parking spot. Or um, he was moved. By- <laughs> it sounds like it, right? Uh, Chauvin was moved to Florida before being arrested and charged with. Uh, he was charged with third degree murder. Um, third degree murder, if you're not familiar, applies to anyone who causes the death of another perpetrating an act of imminently dangerous to others and invincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. So basically they have to prove, they don't have to prove that he wanted to kill him. They just have to prove that he was depraved in his mind and he did not let go, you know, when he asked him to get off, but it's here there. Um, His wife also filed for divorce, declined any spousal support and requested to change her name um, in court filings. Uh, She wants no part of Mr. Chauvin anymore. Um, 25 years is the maximum penalty for third degree murder. Uh, I feel like that's a little light now. It's hella light. This man is a police officer. Two days is more than enough because when those boys get their hands on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. Um, one thing I was saying before is I'll, be I'll, I'll take it as our first as our, our first time. I, I mean, it is what it is. And we'll take it. 
You'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> You're very How old is this guy? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a good point that Michael raises. Um, how many families can afford an independent autopsy? Uh, this is criminal up the chain. It's true because a lot of people can't afford to just go and get an independent autopsy to refute yeah. what the police officer said. So they often get away with things like this because the initial medical examiner's report is, you know, something that they just ended up going with. Um, but you know, it sucks. It sucks. Point about um, where those people that called the police initially, and um, I was thinking about the other day, like where where they been hiding. Who knows? Who knows? They might be missing. Um, I haven't haven't heard anything um, from them. Uh, it's crazy. All right, uh, moving on, because like I said, we're running very much behind. The police, I don't know a better way to say it, but the goddamn police are out of control. Um, between them planning things on people, to assaults, to setups, to this brand new audio that just leaked from the NYPD over a police scanner. Right, so this is in regards to the group that was heading eastbound to the 77 precinct. This is still the same group, but the end, the uh, back of the group actually stopped at Albany and Dean's and is now stopping all the uh, RMPs from going down. Run them over. Shoot that mother after. And another officer said, don't put that over there. He didn't say it was a problem with him saying it. He just said, don't right. put it over there. We don't want people to hear it. Like, That's more alarming. Not don't, don't, don't say that. It's or Cover it up. Cover it up. Shoot them. I, I, the thing is, it's like when you're a child, right? You get away with something, so you want to keep doing it because you know you can get away with it. They've gotten away with shooting people before, so saying it is not really true. not that big of a deal. We've done it before. We'll get away with it. Start setting not examples. True. Not a problem at all. Here's start the setting examples. You ha- we have to start setting examples. We absolutely have to. This, this is what we've known for years. We've known this in our communities for years. This is why our children get the black talk. We've known we've known the police to be this way for years because they're just clan members dressed up. Not clan. They also caught them on video um, getting bricks out of a car and planting bricks across cities. Like there's so many. If you go on Twitter and you you look up or you search for bricks or or stones or rocks, there's an article that's. the U.S. just have piles and piles of random bricks, random rocks, just um, because it seems like cops are setting it up. And you'll see here in this B-roll in a second, um, when it advances, people are are walking past just mounds of bricks lined up on the sidewalk, like this one right here, like packaged very nicely. No construction in the area, just <laughs> piles of bricks for protesters conveniently to grab off of the side of the road. Um, it's happening in a lot of places. In- this right here? Yeah, they put them there this on the purpose. This the setup. They put them there on purpose, Y'all know bro. where we at. They gonna set them on right up on the route. I think, I think though, if, if I'm a business owner. This right here? Yeah, they put them there this on purpose. This the setup. They put them there on purpose, Y'all know where bro. we at. They gonna set them on right up on the rail. Y'all yeah, know what building this is Come right here. Now. I ain't even gonna say what name it is. Hey, where do them bricks go to? Where do them this bricks go to? Where do them bricks we go to? We gotta do better. Ain't no damn 
construction. Gotta do better. Ain't no damn construction around here. I see. Ain't no damn construction around here. You're just gonna set a pallet of bricks right there. Oh, okay. Listen, I did jury duty three months ago. Y'all don't keep no bricks right there. Do better. It was ridiculous. And same thing happened in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Bro, they got them bricks, bro. We are protesting. Shit crazy. Some random ass bricks, bro. Ain't no construction. Ain't no construction, bro. Just some random ass bricks sitting here. Just bricks. Just random bricks. <laughs> random bricks. And if they are planted by the police, they're being handed out by our Caucasian cousins. Um, and one lady, <laughs> someone I guess that she knows, someone that she loves dearly, got handed a brick by a white person, and she was having this right here. Yeah, they put them. This the purpose. setup. They put them. Oh, sorry, wrong video. You love that video. Um, yeah, I love that. For real, clearly. She was having none of it, but she went up and confronted this person, ran into their car, and uh, cussed them out for, for handing a black person a brick because she said it can get them killed. Um, it's, and it's, it's definitely possible. How do you feel about the police's actions through all of this? I saw a video where the police were on the freeway and a bunch of people in Philly were like on the side of the freeway trying to climb up a gate, and they were just throwing smoke bomb after smoke bomb after smoke bomb at them. Like, well, insanity. Well... <laughs> I don't know why you ever feel the need to climb your ass up on a freeway. I mean, I'm all for protesting, but like, protect yourself. Well, when you too. protest, sometimes you protest on the freeway. Like, that's part of protesting. Not at two o'clock in the afternoon. I, that's just, I, I look, I, don't get me wrong. I totally understand protesting and, and everything like that. But it's just some places, it, it's kind of like there's the way, Will and Ty, you guys can attest to this. The way Vine Street Expressway is set up, it's kind of like if you're, on there, like if you're walking or whatever on there, you're just trying to get killed. Like to be honest with you, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Cars are coming and stuff like that. Just you people who are protesting, for the most part, are out there. You guys are doing God's work right now. Like you really are. And I just charge you to, to really protect yourself too, and don't put yourself in positions where because literally when they were up there, they were trapped up there. And when they were putting that smoke, the tear gas, whatever on them, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's crippling you, and it's like. I want you guys to be safe out there. I really do. And I get it. I get it. Like, I totally understand. Someone said they crossed bridges in Selma. I get it. I just don't necessarily think that was the best thing to do on the Vine Street Expressway in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, any other comments? Um, here, so I saw something from, like, Hong Kong protesters when they, like, put bricks out there. The protesters in Hong Kong actually take glue, and they glue the bricks to the ground in various places so that the police officers can't drive their vehicles through the roads and they have um like leaf blowers so that when they throw out the tear gas all they do is just blow the smoke back toward the police officers like hong kong they are professional protesters and the next time i go down to protest i'm taking a leaf blower and i'm taking me some glue and if i see some of them bricks i'm gonna hand them out and i'm gonna glue the bottom of them <laughs> Amen. But also, last thing on this one: if I'm a business owner and I see, I don't care who put them there. If I'm a business owner and I see that there's a protest happening during the day and I see a pile of bricks, I'm putting those bricks in my store or something. Like, there's no way I'm going to let bricks sit out on the street like that when I know people are smashing windows. You guys, if you're a business owner and you see something like that, you have a responsibility as well. 
unless you're busy <laughs> from the corona and you wanted to go under anyway and collect some, some insurance money. Wow. Maybe that's the people you're next It's possible. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Uh, one more topic before we uh, hit up Q&A. Uh, we're going to talk about a little celebrity people? involvement with all of this. Well, they were mentioned. They were they were brought up. I didn't bring them up. Um, they were brought up. Celebs normally have something to say at a time of crisis. I but know, but as you, CNN's for, Don... O- for the podcast listeners, on. he used a picture of Oprah and Tyler Perry. Hugging. I, I think like, we hit eyes closed like they cuddling. <laughs> As DNN, uh, D- DNN, CNN's Don Lemon pointed out, um, some were choosing to be notab- noticeably quiet. Right thing. And by me calling out your name, that doesn't mean I'm calling you out. It means I love you, Ellen. It means I love you, Oprah. And I know they give millions of dollars to charity every year. But I mean your visibility in helping speak out for these people, these young kids. That's what I'm talking about. And you may be doing something I don't know about. And if I and if you are, then I apologize. I want to see you, Tracy Ellis Ross. I want to see you, Tyler Perry. I want to see you, Drake. I want to see all of you. I want to see you, um, my friend Anthony Anderson. I love you. I love all of you. I want to see you doing this. I want to see you, Diddy, out there, out there doing this. I want to see you, Jane Fonda, who I love and respect. I want to see you out there fighting for these kids. Get them. Do do something. Help change. Help change. Help change something. One celebrity who is doing something is the same one who tried to do it the piece away four years ago, Colin Kaepernick. Ah, I was waiting to say that. Because you thought I was gonna be mad. You thought I was gonna be mad. That's my brother now. That's my guy. Stand with ah, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you you mad. You're upset. <laughs> He's now offering free legal representation to protesters arrested in Minneapolis. He also wrote the following on his Instagram in support of the protest, saying, when civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. J. Cole, Wale, and Nick Cannon also joined marches across the country to show support, while Taylor Swift and Beyonce made statements in support of Black Lives Matter. What was that? Don't do that. That was for that last one. I know Beyonce is true for the cause. They give up the coins. That was for that last one. Taylor Swift. I'm still going to see your music, Taylor. Other celebrity involvement included uh, Louis Vuitton fashion head, Virgil Abloh, who gave $50 towards bail money. Um, He has come back to say that he has given $20,500. So he wrote a check for uh, $24,950. I felt like that's so stupid. (laughs) You're whatever. Diddy also decided uh, to call an emergency family meeting uh, uh, with Sean King and Amy Schumer, um, which did not go over well. Okay. <laughs> Did he? Sean King and who? Don't know. And who? Amy, Amy Schumer. I can't take it. I love y'all for real. <laughs> uh, Wild and Out's B. Simone. Do you guys know who B. Simone is from Wild and Out? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. She's a comedian from Wild and Out, um, and she posted this that had us wondering why white people in George Floyd's hometown were 
bowing before black people. It was very weird. You know, these guys, you no who is over there weeping and wailing like this <laughs> weep sister weep <laughs> you hear me oh jesus <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't need that <laughs> oh, ridiculous and then um <laughs> what was that? It was a prayer visual. I don't know what that was. I, I cannot what <laughs> I thought it was a prayer, a prayer visual. Yeah, the best way to do it. Okay, whatever. But then there was something that was even more weird. It was Madonna's telling her son to dance. (laughs) 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 She told him to dance in honor of uh, George. It gets. It's just, it's just very strange. <laughs> this is uh, Madonna's son, uh, Shakima. Madonna's With Michael son. Jackson. <laughs> With Michael Jackson, yeah, it could be right. Um, before we get to Q and A, uh, how do you feel about celebrities? Um, you know their involvement. How important is it? Is Don Lemon right? Is their voice just more important at this point than their than their pockets? Like, no. What do we need? Uh, from celebrities? Not just write, post your black screen and write a check. That's it. I'm the right. That's it. Listen, you see what we got? But Don Lemon's actually more than just donations. Well, Don Lemon don't speak for all of us. He barely one of us. Uh, he just he just got he, here. He just joined. I didn't he just join the culture? Like like he literally cannot bring anything to Thanksgiving dinner. Like he's still on a probation period at this point. Like he might not even show up to this thing. He might not even get invited to this Thanksgiving dinner. 
Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, okay. well, that answers that. All right. Moving on. We're running, like I said, way behind. We're just getting a QA. and a um, It is uh, 10.52 on the East Coast. And oh, yeah. My God. You guys are talking. I, I had to cut you guys off a couple of times. You're rambling, ramblers. And Bill, you weren't too bad. Congrats. You 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 held it down. Well, who was it? Because why is it 11 o'clock? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was you. <laughs> we have a very special Q&A this week featuring our good friend, Jonathan Marshall, reporter for Fox 13 News. Love y'all. What's going on, bro? Y'all good? John, you got a haircut? Yeah, man. (laughs) They are. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. Because I wanted to know if you could be in our contest that we're launching uh, next tomorrow or whatever. But I guess not. Okay. I guess not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're doing Q&A with Jonathan. He's been on the ground reporting from protests. And um, we're going to use this time. um, If you want to ask him any questions about what he's seen over the past week. Uh, hit us up in the chat. His experience as black reporter also, you can hit us up in the chat. But um, before we get to that, here's a sample of some of the things that John has been going through over the past week. It's our city. Our city, come on. I really wish none of y'all had to be out here. We don't want y'all know why we out here for. So if y'all want to do whatever y'all want to do, my y'all do this. Those police departments, those as fast as I can. I guess you walked a little faster. <laughs> yeah. um, so how surreal is it to be in a situation where you're on the streets and it seems like the people who you would normally call to help defend you against craziness um, are the ones doing the craziness? I mean, it's not a shock. We can't be shocked at this point. Um, it, you see what's going on across the country. Um, but I, I mean, obviously seeing it while on the job, you know, they clearly see I'm a journalist. We're reporters. It was a group. It was a few of us uh, with cameras, uh, with phone cameras and, and, and capturing everything that's going on. Um, and yet 
they're still acting out of control. They're still pointing their rubber bullet guns uh, at us. And at that point, um, it was sort of quieting down. Um, it was not, it was late. It's probably about 1230 uh, a.m. And uh, the rioters were mostly dispersed. So while we're walking on a public on a public space, mind you, they still felt the need uh, to use that much force and to point guns at us. We're clearly retreating backwards. Uh, the rioters were you're clearly, clearly a journalist. Like, right, we're clearly not- a journalist. So I was highly upset. Um, we reached out to a Memphis police department to get a response. We're still waiting on that. Um, but yeah, I, I was highly upset and I posted it on Twitter. I called them out um, as they should be. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the restraint that the protesters have have shown here in Memphis has been unbelievable. Um, that was mm-hmm. Sunday night. That was the fifth night of protests. Um, and that was the worst. That was the worst night. Um, there was tear gas sprayed out into the protesters who were still peaceful. I got caught up in that cloud of smoke. Uh, me and my photographer, Erica, uh, her tears, tears coming down her eyes. She was coughing for about five minutes. My eyes were stinging. So it was, it was intense. It was, it was a very intense night. Um, but to be there, you see it on TV, but to be up close, um, to be on the front line, to be uh, on the other side of, of those officers in riot gear, um, the intensity is, is, is unimaginable. You can't, you can't even imagine Mm-hmm. Um, cause you never know what can set it off. You're seeing what's happening in LA and New York and all these cities in my mind. I'm like, when is it going to happen? Like, when is it really going to pop off? I mean, when, when you might get arrested, look at Omar Jimenez, the exactly. CNN reporter. Exactly. He got arrested uh, for, for nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were, they were, they were reckless. They were out of order and, um, that's, they can't tell me anything different that I, I will never forgive what they, I will never forgive them for what they did that night. So. It's crazy. Um, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people are going to deal with. Like a lot of things are happening, like with uh, police driving vehicles into into protesters or mm-hmm. the unnecessary flashbangs and the maces and stuff like that. Like it's getting to a point where I don't think things will be repairable. Like I don't understand how society is supposed to move forward with police in charge necessarily when all of this injustice has happened and it's happening you know, to people who are so young and have so much more life to live. Like these aren't people who are dying off anytime soon. These are these are young people who are going to be voters. And I, I just can't see how the relationship is repairable or salvageable at this point. A lot of people were saying in 92 with Rodney King, it was kind of similar, but I, I don't know. I wasn't, I was four. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's there were pump, there were moments where I was just actually just sitting back and seeing, you know, will somebody set something off? And there were moments where the officers were clearly agitating the crowd. Um, there was a group of of young people blocking the intersection so everybody can walk through, and the officers were you know moving up with their cars, you know, almost seemingly trying to run these protesters over. I mean, these are these are kids. Um, early twenties. Um, and there was a moment where they're driving by and cursing at these kids. So you're, it's like, you're, you're creating this atmosphere and now you want to get upset for how they react. You know, don't, mm-hmm. don't beat us up and then criticize how we react. Sorry. Since you were out there, you were kind of close to the front lines. You can kind of hear the back and forth. Like, um, you know, some of us go to protests and, you know, we get buried in the back, but, um, you are up near the front. So you can hear the dialogue between the protesters and um, the police officers. Mm-hmm. One thing that's interesting to me is that this all seems very racial, but it also comes down to police versus citizen. And one clip that you caught that I wanted to highlight was this interaction between a black protester and a black police officer. I know you feel it. Your mama done said to you. Your grandma done said to 
feel? Your ancestors shed tears. How you feel? I know you shaking right now. I know the hurt should be raised. And, and things like that, where, you know, you're, I saw that video with the Spellman and the Morehouse person. Five, four of the five people that got in trouble for that or got fired um, were black. Like, how, what's the relationship between black protesters and black police officers at this point? Yeah, as you, that was probably one of the more powerful uh, video videos that I, I was able to capture. I, I made sure to capture that one. Um, but that's been what I've seen the last, the last the, the two, three days that I've been out there. Um, some of the black protesters have made it a point uh, to address uh, some of the black officers um, and understand that, you know, you got to be feeling if, if you're not feeling anything, you know, who, like you should be ashamed, you know, of what your people are going through. And you're a part of the system that's allowing this um, so far to say is you need to cross the line. And, 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 and stand with us and create that change. Um, and I got more of that footage. I'm not sure if you'll show the other part, but at one point he saw the officer smiling and laughing. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how to read that, why the officer was the black officer was laughing or, or smiling or whatever, but um, he was laying into him. And I saw that a few times um, on Sunday night. Uh, just a lot of pain, a lot of frustration um, toward toward the black officers and seeing what they're going to do to, to change uh, and keeping their colleagues, their white counterparts, uh, holding them accountable. Yeah, John. So the last time we had you on, you were talk. We were talking about your coverage of COVID nineteen, and now you jumped immediately from the COVID nineteen COVID nineteen pandemic to the riot and the protest. Like, what are you doing to protect your mental health during all of this? <laughs> That's a good question, Dex. Um, and we actually had a um, association of black journalists here in Memphis a conference call Sunday. And this is another issue when it comes to having more black leaders in the newsroom. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, my newsroom, uh, all the newsroom leaders are white, uh, white males. Um, and so the conversation was the level of, of, of empathy when it comes to a black journalist covering uh, a protest in, in these times. Um, and it's, it's traumatic because um, you, you feel the pain, you feel the frustration. But yeah, as a journalist, you know, we're taught to be unbiased. We're taught to turn off all emotions and feelings. But during this time, I can't. I'm, I'm a human before I'm a journalist. And so I, I, I'm feeling the pain. I'm feeling everything that these protesters are going through. Um, and so that answers your question of how to protect my mental. Um, I try to unplug. Uh, today, I, I unplugged off of Twitter as, as long as I could. I got on late at night yeah. to see what was going on, you know, see what's happening tonight in, in Memphis. But I try to unplug as much as possible, man. But it, it's it's hard between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday being involved with it, being so up close to that atmosphere. Um, it's tough. I, I've had a lot of sleepless nights uh, the last few nights. I'm um, sure with a lot on your mind, and you know, just the fact of uh, it was a black officer who pointed his gun at me, and that that still doesn't sit well with me. You know, yeah, that, that's that's playing on my mind, and that, that's are- causing me to be very frustrated. So um, just trying to unplug as much as possible and. and and when you're out there in the field, I mean, it, it's a part of the, the job. When you're out on the field, like we saw the CNN reporter get locked up. Like it, it's a part of it. Um, it's me and my full tag and I, I can't I can't leave them. I got to make sure they're good. I got to keep my head on the swivel and still capture what's going on. So um, it's a lot that we're trying to juggle. But when we're off work, this is trying to unplug as much as possible. Well, I just want you to know that I think you're doing God's work. Appreciate that, man. I really do. And I think that like, cause you look at it on CNN and stuff like that and you see these people out there and then you really think about it. Like there's African-Americans out there, like you said, and like 
you see a different type of like passion when it comes to like African-American journalists, when they're covering stories, obviously that affect close to home for them. And I just think that like, I'm glad that you're doing something to help like with your mental because we're feeling it too. So like, just keep that going. Like definitely take care of yourself and like reach out to us if you ever need anything too. And, and it's tough, like in our industry, you know how it is. I mean, there's not that many black news directors or black editors um, so in, in my case where most of my newsroom leaders are white, um, they can't, it's hard for them to understand what we could be going through. The majority of our newsroom is black here in Memphis. Um, and so, you know, I talk, I'm glad I have them cause they, you know, they, they check in, we check in, in on each other and we're going through the same thing. And so in that conference call for the association of black journalists, like they gave us tips. Um, they, they had a therapist on there to talk to us and tell us, you know, how, how to check out once we're off the job, we're off the job. And yeah, I'm trying my best. It's hard to do it in a time like this because yeah, you know, I'm sure because they we're 24 so seven coverage, 24 seven coverage. It, hit, it hits close to home. And then like you're physically out there. So like the rest of us are probably feeling the same stuff you're feeling. But we can just turn the TV off. Like this is your job. So like I just I like again, I just think what you're doing is very commendable. My, my laser still slow, by the way. <laughs> Did you get we, hit we, by the rubber bullet? You were walking. Nah, I didn't get hit. He did, they didn't shoot it. The only the only physical impact that I felt was when they shot the tear gas. Me and my photographer got some tear gas in our eyes. That was painful. Uh-huh. That, that was painful. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, my my legs are still sore. Man, we're marching. The marches started around six six thirty, and they last well into the night. So, for fr- Saturday and Sunday, I was you know we were marching the whole time. So I'm still wow. feeling it, man. So a lot of respect for these protesters too. That's that's that's, that's tough. And and also you you sometimes forget about it. We're still in a pandemic. So still. That's, that's on my mind too. I'm making well, sure I have you, my mask. Not with like, your, not with your haircut. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I get VIP. I get VIP services, so it's, it's different, it's different for me. But y'all, when you leave out of this though, your calf muscle is gonna be crazy. Like that is I'm, just. I'm, I'm feeling it. They bro. need to work. They need to work. <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> but no, when you're out there, you're still mindful of like. It's it's hard to even realize we're still in a pandemic and you're in this crowd of people. It's 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 just tough to juggle both things at once. But at this point, it's just it is what it is. It's just mm-hmm. the time that we're in, you know. Ty, do you have a question for your uh, supposed best friend? <laughs> Why is there always shade? Why is there always shade? <laughs> Are you going to put this one out as usual? No, Jason's always been so jealous. <laughs> you know, John and I talked the other day, and I was just like, um, when. It, like when are you gonna to get to come home? Right, and just not just unplug, but just to be away from and be surrounded. His home is Memphis at this point. Like not, that's his home. His people ain't out there. His people up here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's he's not coming home for the summer. Like he lives there. To, like I said, he lives. Yeah, like sometimes you need to get away, away. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just too crazy out there. But um, I was kind of listening. I was on the same wave as Dex, like just kind of thinking about mental health stuff, which we talked about the other day um, after I saw some of the footage that you put out. So, yeah, it's just I couldn't imagine being out there to cover it. And I'm, I was thinking about John when I saw like journalists getting attacked by the police. Like it wasn't even just like get out the way. This lady, like one of the journalists, like really I saw a police officer hit her in the head as she was running away with her camera crew. Mm-hmm. Over and over, yep. consistently. Yep, I agree with. I've seen that. Like it, it, they're not even respecting, and I think, and, and I don't want. I don't like to blame Trump for everything because these people are doing this because that's what they want to do. Um, but this narrative about the media being 
you know, the enemy, the of, the enemy of the people. Uh, the enemy of, you know, I'm saying this, that's starting to, that, that stuff is starting to come out too. Like we're starting to see that. And, and usually when these things happen, there's kind of like this mutual respect for the people who are covering it. Like we know that that's neutral territory, but they're not even neutral territory anymore. Like they're getting hurt too. Um, and they're getting hit and pushed and, and beaten and pushed down and arrested. Like it's, it's, it's insane to me to even watch it. And it's to know like one of your friends is out there um, on the front lines is, is, um, it's crazy. Yep. Well, thank you, John, for your sacrifice. Thank you for trying to get stories out because that's important. That's how people like us have a show. That's how all the news people, uh, that's how citizens know what's going on. So um, really appreciate your work. Um, if you want to follow him at, uh, you actually spelled that wrong, Dex. Appreciate the effort, though. Um, John, okay. I was trying to do it before he like kicked you off, so I was trying to be quick. <laughs> that is a Thanks, bro. I appreciate the plug. <laughs> J-O-N. There's, there's, there's a lot more footage. I, I, I bombarded Jason with a lot of footage, too. There's a lot more footage on, on Twitter. Well, at least he used the footage that you sent him. When I sent him footage, he told me, Dexter, I'm done putting the show together, so don't send me nothing <laughs> you else. You sent me footage as... <laughs> you saying show starts over here at 7 o'clock uh, West Coast time. He sent me footage <laughs> at 6 <laughs> like, come like, on, dude. Actual Twitter up now. Dex I appreciate Twitter. it. Uh, what were you saying, Ty? You were mumbling. I said, throw the actual Twitter up. Dex corrected it. Like you left the wrong. Oh, he actually screen. corrected. I'm sorry. There we go. Thank you. J O N underscore Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, just 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 keep me in your prayers and thoughts, and uh, we we we're going to try to do our job and, and report the truth. That's that's all we're here to do. So, and capture those images that you need to see. Everyone is saying thank you uh, to you, John. We appreciate it. All right. Good day, sir. We appreciate you. Have a good one. You too. All right. It is time. You see how he kicked the guest off? Good day. Beat it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no good way to kick a guest off of the stream. Let me do it. I guarantee you, I can come up with a better way. You got to leave at their own leisure. Jason starts to put them out now. All right, bye. I, I'm just, we got a lot of shows. It's 810, and we're just on Jizzle time. We haven't even done done Dex's uh, bloated BS report. So, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, Jizzle time this week. Uh, last week, we uh, had the Karen uh, conniption rankings. And um, this week, we're going to do uh, Whose Mind Needs the Most Work? So I have these categories. Uh, once again, the phone looks awful. I don't know why it just changes like that, but. It is what it is. Uh, first, we have people who take influ- influencer picks in order to look like they're helping uh, with the protest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, boyfriends of Instagram. Good job, guys. BLM. Did you get that BLM at the end? Oh. Did you- BLM? Oh, girl. Dexter, what are you doing? BLM. She said BLM. <laughs> y'all, BLM. It's giving very much Dexter Stucky right there. I don't like Stop it. Somebody <laughs> at Santa Monica where I work to hold a drill for a picture. And then... Uh, Ooh, was that a flex? Hey, no, nice little... Uh, <laughs> Santa Monica, where I work. Oh, <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, terrible. LeBron spoke out about this, saying that 
it's pitiful and disgusting that people do things like this. How do you guys, uh, how depraved should she be right now? Is she um, going up on the board? Uh, well, let me see what else we got. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to see something else because she might be pretty low on the board because that's, that's just the, the world of social media. All right. Oh, fair. Up next, we have a man that decided a bow and arrow would be uh, the correct weapon to use to clear out protesters exercising their First Amendment rights. Look at this! Exercise. You call yourself an American? Yes, I'm American. All lives matter. That's right, but they won't matter until we're... I love the woman giving the commentary. Like, I love the person that said, F him up, F that I love. She's like, that's his car. Get it. That's his car right there. That's his car. By Robin Hood. Uh, spoke to the news reporters after they put uh, blood in his mouth. Um, and he gave a, a nice little interview about what happened. Brandon McCormick, he says his car was turned over and set on fire because he yelled, all lives matter. What happened? I got beat up. Well, first I got beat up when I yelled, all lives matter. Then I pulled out weapons and I got beat up some more. Then the cops grabbed me and my car got totaled. My phone, everything. I lost everything coming down here to try to protect them with what weapons I had because I am a chick's felon. I've changed my life and I I back up the law enforcement. You know, I know some cops are bad. I know some people all racist are bad. Did the police come and rescue you or what happened? Finally. But I lost my car. I lost my phone. How badly is your car damaged? Well, I've seen it on fire, so it's totals. I can't even call for a ride. So I've been marching with these people all the way down here and all the way down here trying to convince them all lives matter. These cops didn't do it. Some cops are bad. Some cops. How did you get hurt on your forehead? Because I yelled out my window, cops. uh, Did somebody hit you with something? Two black and African-Americans. They beat me through my open window that I yelled out all lives matter. All right. All right. Brandon, I hope you get better. You should go go to the doctor. Get that thing looked at. I can't afford to. I'm on unemployment. <laughs> I can't afford to. I'm on unemployment. I never saw that follow-up video. That was, that was <laughs> very entertaining. Very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. Up next, um, we have this piece. Uh, this this piece by Heather Morris, which was a dance, um, kind of in the same vein of Madonna's son, who had a tribute for one, George Floyd.
You're the girl from Glee. Who was that? I mean, oh, let's go to let's go to She's not even gonna make the board. Wait, y'all know that Frank Ocean album where he was in Home Depot painting? Yeah, that's what that's, that's what, what that was. was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next, we have Dex's favorite person of the week, um, wheelchair, wheelchair Karen, um, and her plight uh, against stopping people from looting. You know what's crazy though? Those people were looting. So they all came, they all collectively stopped putting their TVs in their cars and stopped to beat her ass. Like that is the funniest thing I've seen. She was in the way. <laughs> this was in the way. Like in the way. Y'all. <laughs> all up in the way. Here's the thing about wheelchair Karen. There's a few videos out there of her walking and trolleying about with no wheelchair at all. And in that video, you can see her while they trying to beat her head in. She kicking them. Her post media. Why don't you just get up and move then? Her post media interview with Hilarious says, Dion, here goes the interview. Target did this to you. You were peacefully protesting. I was peacefully protesting. Are you okay? They attacked me from back, and from front and back. They uh, punched me in my mouth, my head. I got punched in the head several times. I got grabbed from behind. People grabbed my wheelchair. They stole my keys. They stole everything they could off. I got maced in the face. I got covered with fire extinguisher stuff. I've already seen the EMTs and they told me to go home, but somebody just had milk and that's supposed to help with mace and it's just making my eyes. <laughs> it just kept going. This was going. Target. <laughs> <laughs> looting target. Peacefully protesting, shanking people. And why are you protesting somebody looting? Like that's not a like what? What do you? How do you do that? My get out of the way, stupid! <laughs> All up in the way. Like All I'm trying to prepare over. I thought those were very kind looters the, until she started stabbing people. <laughs> stabbing with a kitchen knife. What was she doing? Well, she probably stole out of Target. Right. That she probably stole out of Target. That's, I, uh, they could have flipped her chair over and dragged her behind. <laughs> but they did. Also, also, you're handicapped, so that means at some point you had to say to someone, "Put me in the car and drive me to Target, so I could stand outside and stab people as they try to loot." Like that is some <laughs> no. mentally disabled. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how that happened. She <laughs> called them and was like, "Target is open," and they took her to Target, and she was gonna steal. But they like like homeboy. They they stole that stuff out the back of her chair, and she, <laughs> they stole her stolen property. And she started stabbing. And she started stabbing. Well, did she steal your knife, Will? 
She sure ain't still my life. <laughs> One time at night, I'm hanging in my west, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, it went back a little too far. <laughs> the <ball> apart. <laughs> it wasn't sturdy there for It's falling apart as we it, know it. It ain't sturdy no more. It, it a lost its third. It ain't sturdy no more. Lost its third. I got to go buy that cheap car. Oh, God. Speaking of losing stirred, uh, we have Dex's friend, Andrew Caldwell, who he alerted us was going live last night at one o'clock in the morning. They don't even know they can go back and trace all them phones. Trace every last one at 11 because they got to put it in the computer to put it in a store. That's why it's going to make them keep track of sales and keep track of what they got. And they got every serial number and barcode in there. And soon them app phones activate tomorrow. They go activate it and be at their house next week. Oh. I think, come on everybody sing. Oh my God, child, put that gun up. Come on everybody sing. I think pray. shooting at the police. Oh my gosh. Let's wait. <laughs> oh, Yo, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's one of those things I was watching it. And this is what I was watching. I was I was texting y'all at one o'clock in the morning. Look, look at this. Look at this. I just that's number one for me. That boy. Can you take me to my car? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> when he asked, can they take him to his <laughs> No, that ain't the part that got me. He gonna say, hey, stop shooting. I'm out here. <laughs> I didn't listen to you. He goes, don't shoot. I'm out here. I'm out well, here. He told, girl, he told the girl, hey, don't walk up on me like that. The corona out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what a character. 
He said, what y'all doing in there? <laughs> Talk to the people in the store. What y'all doing in there? Why y'all in there? Oh, my God. We're all these people that the worst supposed to contact. The security teams and all that stuff. He out there. People want to know, where is Andrew's security? Where is his security? Uh, he kept, he, he, we don't know what happened to him. Like, he, he went off live and that was it. Like, Andrew did. We don't know. We don't know if he ever got home. Last time we saw him, he was talking to a cop, trying to beg a cop to take him to his car. And he was like, can I get in the cop car? And I said, Andrew, if you get in that cop car, you're going to jail. The cop Period. said, no. The cop said, no. And Andrew's like, okay. <laughs> Ridiculousness. All right. Um, and then Dex is, uh, since Dex no longer has access to Andrew Cole, since he's blocked, he's adopted a new man in his life. And that oh, man's on. name is uh, Roland Ray. What? Black lives what matter? Black lives what? I don't think he's supposed to take like He said, "I knocked all y'all down." Okay. Did he think, like? Did he borrow that from wheelchair carry? Like they sharing wheelchairs? No, it's well, it's electric. People, somebody was pushing her. Huh? Very electric. Okay, rechargeable. No, don't try. Do not try rolling Ray. Okay, he's out here, and he's on the front lines. Black lives, what matter? I just <laughs> when I seen that thing, somebody had to pick me up off the floor. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, what's number one in this list? Uh, do we care? We saw them all. Yeah, uh, them up there. Caldwell is definitely number one. Caldwell's number one. He has to be. It's it's really something wrong with. I him. think wheelchair Karen is number one. I think wheelchair carrying number one. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are we talking about <laughs> wheelchair carrying? Yeah, yeah. Car flipped over. Actual wheelchair carrying yeah. or Ray wheelchair carrying? Wheelchair carrying being the one that got blasted with the fire extinguisher. Wheelchair carrying A or wheelchair carrying B? <laughs> a. <laughs> Rolling Ray is not a wheelchair carry. Don't try it. <laughs> he wants to be. It's so bad. Let's move on. Time for Dex's BS report. All right. I'm going to be quick because I know y'all got to go to work tomorrow. All right. So the first story. So singer Adele has recently posted a picture where it looks like she, I think she, I think she said she lost over a hundred pounds or she lost a hundred pounds or whatever. So she posted a picture and everyone's like, saying like, oh, that's so great. You lost so much weight. But people are actually upset. There are some Adele impersonators who are really pissed at her and actually contemplating taking her to court because now they can't play her because they're, they said specifically they don't have the discipline that she had to lose that amount of weight. So there's no way that they can impersonate her anymore and make money off of her. Um, you guys might have saw the hashtag Wendy's is canceled. Well, actually, that has shown us the world something else. So if you notice, there's like no more Pizza Huts. They're very limited amounts of Pizza Huts. So Wendy's actually is trending because they said Wendy's is canceled because they found out that the CEO of Wendy's, James, I'm going to say Beeks, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but they said that he owns Wendy's. And Wendy's is also owned by the same people who own Wendy's own Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. And when it came down to donating money and stuff like that, franchisees of 
Pizza Hut specifically were like, no, we don't want to support Trump. So we don't want to do this. So that's why you're seeing like a limited amount of Pizza Huts. A lot of Pizza Huts are closing. And then in the final story in California, a man, uh, someone called the cops. And then when the cops got there, they found a man eating his um, his relative. And then they're going to charge him, obviously, with cannibalism, which is one of the first cases of cannibalism we've seen in quite some time. All right. Those are Dex's BS reports. What's true? What's a lie? The middle one is going to up some stuff. Um, leave some foolishness in there. We need you to lean a little closer to the mic, Ty. We can hear what you said. My bad. My back started hurting. I'm getting too old for this. I said, uh, Dex, weave some, some foolishness into that second story. The Wendy's is canceled story. Fatima also agrees. Where did number three happen? California. If you had said Florida, I'd have believed you. <laughs> I'm going to go with number three is a lie. Okay. I'm going to go with number three is a lie, too. Okay. The lie is number two. Um, the, the, they do own Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Wendy's. And Wendy's is being canceled because they, the CEO donated money to Donald Trump. But nobody mentioned anything about Pizza Hut. I just want some Pizza Hut. And I miss them because they're not around anymore. So Wendy's is canceled? They're saying Wendy's is canceled. Like, he donated, like, a lot of money. Wendy's um, are all under the same person. Yeah, they are. I didn't know Wendy's and Taco Bell were. I knew Wendy's and Pizza. I, know, I knew Taco Bell and Pizza, but I thought Wendy's was separate, but they're not. So are you canceled because you, uh... He lives by Taco Bell. You donated a lot to Donald Trump? Jason, I, I can barely donate to myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not donating to Donald Trump. I was just, I was just making sure. I was reformed. Yeah, a lot of money. Saved up somewhere. <laughs> I like that guy at least 50000 in the bank. Definitely. What bank? Time for seats. <laughs> this time oh, I got one. Uh, this I got is one. Time, so I know everybody has a seat tonight, but try to keep it short, y'all. Okay. I'll go really quickly with my seat. So you guys know that like I want to get into fitness, but it's kind of like I just I just don't be feeling like it. So there's a, a trainer who hit me up on Instagram who were who was like, What are we gonna start training? And I was like, you know what, to be honest with you, I just don't have it, I just don't have it in me. Huh? So somebody say something? Nope, you good. Oh, I just don't have it in me right now. Like I'm just I'm gonna focus, but I'm gonna get to it, but just give me a minute or whatever. So then the person says to me, Well, if you have that mindset, then just stay fat. You're gonna be seated, you're gonna be broke. It's not my fault that the pandemic happened and you don't have any clients, so you stay broke. That's it. You stay broke. <laughs> Speaking of fitness, I actually want you all to head over to FNX, who I also have a sponsorship with, at FNX Fitness on Instagram. You all can get your fitness products. You go ahead and uh, send me that check. I appreciate it. Um, cool. We'll be sending it. <laughs> cash check. <laughs> Checks cashing, boo-boo. Hey, see these pearlies? Yes. Checks cashing. I'm cashing Trump checks. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, not at all funny. Uh, any seats for anyone else? I got seats, but none of them I can give out on this show. Hey, man. Uh, he actually says specifically, bro, if that's your excuse, then you will forever remain the same, the same way. Stay fat and, and discouraged. That's what he said. Goodness. Specifically. And this is a screen cover. Put his number out there. I'm not going to say his name because then people might use him for fitness. You just going to stay broke. 
No, send me his number, Dex, so I can cuss him out good for you. You know, I'm send him to me. Send me that number. <laughs> you can try to get um, in your little apparel. Well, I might. My seat's going to go to uh, the the millions upon millions of white supremacists that are hiding in plain sight out there. Um, I have another seat too. I just want to put that out there okay. before we finish. Um, and it's it's just ridiculous how everything gets co opted. Like nothing's sacred. Like not even a protest. Like we can't even protest in peace because there are people planning things and there are people destroying things that aren't a part of the movement. They're just trying to make people in the movement look bad. Like, everything is so sinister. Everything is so hidden. Like, it's pure evil. I just don't understand how a group of people can be so evil continuously, day in and day out. Like, there's nothing that these people have shame about. There, there's no shame in the White House. Um, you're bombing people with gas cans. Your, whole, your own citizens that you vow to protect. Nothing like this has ever happened under government watch where the president is, you know, telling people, hey, get your guns out and handle business in your neighborhood if, if things go awry. Like it's it's insane the amount of pressure that's on black people right now to be perfect. It's a shame the amount of pressure there is on um, cops right now, it seems like, to, uh, to, to do their jobs in, in a way that's not, defaming their citizens and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous so um i just want to give my seat to all the white supremacists out there who have no soul uh no morals um no respect and just look to sow discord every day throughout their lives because they're miserable with the fact that they have to wake up and look in the mirror at themselves every day in that spirit um i do have a very very quick seat um for some of the allies on social media that are saying very wonderful things, but I know you in real life and um, <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm not going to call anybody out, but I'm not impressed. You put the Don Lemon there. <laughs> you, I'm not going to call anybody out to say their name. <laughs> I, know, I know you for real and I'm not impressed. Moving on. You need to be seated. Um, real quick, just to piggyback on what Ty said, I think that people who are allies, I think that's great that you're doing that. But the seat really quickly is going to go to you people who are praising these people who are allies. Why are you praising people for checking on you and being a human like that? You you look crazy doing that. And also last week, I'm seeing you guys because I told you how to remind me about this. So so I have a bank account with TD Bank. And I, w- I haven't been using it. Like I use, I don't use the bank or whatever. And they've been charging me um, maintenance fees, $5 maintenance fee every month. So I'm like, the little bit of money that's in there, you guys are eating it up with maintenance fees. And like, I just, like, I don't need it. So I called the bank to get the, to get it canceled. And the woman's like, oh, well, you gotta, you have an overdraft now and you have to pay it. And I'm like, that's fine. But it's like kind of dumb because it's a maintenance fee. She goes, well, at the end of the day, like with the maintenance fees, these maintenance fees have been on this account since you opened it. I said, oh, no, that's not true because when I opened it, it was a student account. She goes, no, it's there's maintenance fees on there since the beginning. I said, well, when did you open it? When did I open the account since you know? She said, and I quote, I said what I said. Got real loud, real nasty with me. And guys, I lost it. Like, I like, <laughs> lost my mind when she said that because like that was just so unnecessary so disrespectful. I call her everything except for her bitch. And it was just, it was just insane. It was just kind of like, I don't know why customer service people feel like they need to get like big and bad or whatever and pull this reality TV junk out of their, out of their butts or whatever, but like, don't ever do that again. And I just, 
I've never been embarrassed after going off on somebody, but I was actually embarrassed because I was going off so badly. So I just I just have to see that young woman, that beautiful woman. One thing I always tell people is if you feel the need to go off on somebody, don't be embarrassed because like you know within your heart that you gave them the opportunity, the benefit of a doubt. And when they when they set you off, you got set off. I never feel bad. It was oh it Ty, it was horrible. As a matter of fact. So I was sitting down on the couch and when she said that. I like, I said, you said, you said, I said what I said. That's what you said. And I jumped up and I just <laughs> let her have it. Turned into Will. <laughs> Did you get your money back? All right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, so I hung up, went to call back or whatever. Another person answered, Karen, refunded me my money, canceled the account. It was no issue. I'm just saying, people, we got to do better. That's all I'm saying. Also, you specialize in results. So you're welcome. Uh, also, real quick, people who are of different colors, different a different color than we are, if if you're text, texting us, asking us, what can you do to help? I don't got no answer for you. The Send only thing, in my opinion, my that you can do for me, exactly. I'm just going to have to send you my cash up because, like, people keep saying, like, I can't, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I stand with you. I don't know how you can understand how I feel when I'm telling you how I feel. You just don't want to understand so run the cash app, and that's the best I can do for you. That's it. Cool. Um, any more comments? We good? I got to get these people home and in bed. I appreciate you guys staying and tuning in um, for everything. If you guys um, want to help uh, some of the people who are out there protesting, if you want to be a, a service, if you have money that you would like to donate, um, there's a link on our page, brotalklive.com, uh, of of a spreadsheet and that spreadsheet has all of the all of the names all of the links all of the venmo accounts paypal accounts that you can donate to for people from from every state that um you're interested in donating to so all 50 states have done protests at this point so people need help people need assistance people need supplies masks gas masks milk uh water so people need stuff on those protest lines so if you're willing to support no. Hit us up at brotalklive.com. Don't use milk. Give them a bottle of water with three tablespoons of baking soda. Okay, I'm telling well, you, you, you can buy that too. That's, that's the point is just don't that's, that's, that's And yeah. spray it in your eyes. That is much more effective than milk. I'm telling you from experience what I know with CS gas and tear gas. Don't right. buy no milk. <laughs> very, 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 very um, excited mm. to tell us that. And look out for our contest, our haircutting contest. Oh, yeah. Look out for that. All right. So I don't even need to end there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I don't have time to read the list tonight because, yeah, we're a whole half an hour over. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful night. Thanks to John for tuning. Thanks to John for connecting with us. You can hit him up on Twitter at John underscore Marshall 3. For Dex, for Ty, for Bill, my name is Jason. This has been another edition of Bro Talk Live, and we will see you guys next week.